Hello everybody and welcome to Storebrand Comics for the week. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode this week because uh, me and Brandon um, did have to uh, skip a week for recording um, and I just happened to keep this uh, 15 or so minutes of conversation in the backlog just uh, in case we needed it for a week. Um, it's just kind of just a little conversation that we had. I don't even remember what episode we were recording when we had this conversation, um, but it wasn't relevant to the topic of that particular episode, which is why I cut it out to begin with. But, um, but yeah, so, um, for, oh yeah, and also proper introduction. Um, I'm T.O. and the other guy is Brandon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is just, um, a quick little conversation, uh, for the week. Um, and next week we will be back with a regular length episode. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching the dub week to week, which is a couple weeks behind the sub. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but fortunately for me, though, it's, it's, um, easier to do that than with, like, other shows because I, uh, am not, like, in a whole lot of anime discussion circles. I mostly talk about comic books with other people. So, um, it's easy to avoid spoilers for that for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's also why I'm like planning on binging is like compared to like WandaVision, I'm yeah. not going to get spoiled on Attack on Titan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit of a struggle to avoid spoilers for WandaVision on days where I couldn't just watch or on weeks where I couldn't just watch it on the day of release for an episode. Yeah. Um but yeah, for Attack on Titan it's like yeah, I watched the dub, so I'm a couple weeks behind. So, but it doesn't matter because I can just—it's easy to avoid spoilers for that. Yeah, it doesn't matter because uh, not a lot of people are talking about it compared to when season one came out. Yeah, which is so weird because um, it's just so a few much weeks better. ago, yeah, and just a few weeks ago, Attack on Titan was the number one show in in America. Oh wow! Yeah, right. It's crazy. Um. I don't think it still holds that position, though. Um, no, I doubt it. It's, that's one of those sure things that's just kind of fleeting, yeah. especially for anime. Yeah, yeah. But um, anime is becoming a lot more mainstream nowadays, though. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which I like. Um, I kind of, I kind of jumped on the anime bandwagon right before it started going mainstream. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm that kind of hipster. Yeah, you but... watched anime <laughs> before it was cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I well, here's here's the thing about nerd culture in general. I, um, I've been doing all of it since before it was cool. Yeah. So, and you have too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I know it's a, I, I know it's like the stereotypical like hipster. I'm, I'm better than you sort of thing to say. But like, when it comes to nerd culture, um. Basically, me and all of my friends, like all the people that I know, in in my close circle at least, um, we've all been doing it bef- since before it was cool. Yeah, we've been involved with it for a while. Like I grew, I grew up as a nerdy kid. So now like, I'm not going to be one of those fans that are like, like uh, trashing like the the newbie coming. No, no, no. Of course not. You don't. You don't want to be like a a, a gatekeeping. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. 
jerk about everything so he's like that's one of the things that you know annoys me most about the comic book community is how gatekeepy it tends to be yeah oh yeah because um and like it's 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 such a weird like community in regards to the fact that like like knowledge of characters and storylines seems to be a bit of a social currency to us i've noticed um, yeah, yeah it's like you you have like it's like you have respect for a member of the comic book community based on how much they know about the comics yeah um w- which means that like obviously anyone new trying to come in starts at that automatic social disadvantage of oh you don't know these things so you you know aren't worth our time yeah so i like, like that yeah, too it- to back in the Red Dead Redemption 1 days when you would hop online and all you have is the crappiest revolver and your only means of transportation is a donkey. And then someone comes up to you with their their white stallion and they've got this amazing Winchester repeater and just destroy you with it. And that just keeps going and keeps going until you level up. <laughs> That sounds horrible. It was horrible, but I loved it back in like back when the first Red Dead Redemption came out. As awful as it was to just like keep dying and dying because like I wasn't high ranked and I only had this slow donkey and this awful pistol. Um, it was rewarding whenever I killed someone because once they die, you can pick up their gun. Now you don't unlock that gun. But for the time being, while you're online that day, you can have that gun. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's it's, and I I feel like um, this is about to start start like some sort of secondary discussion. But, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I know this is supposed to be the recommendation section, but um. This is just the way things happen here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like nerd hobbies in general tend to, um, uh, you know, be they they have a lot more like gatekeeper people in the community. Um, I don't I don't know how how like a better term for that or anything, but like no, that's that's they, pretty they, they, Yeah, they they tend they tend to be pretty gatekeepy and nerd uh, like cultures and subcultures in particular and i feel like a huge reason for that is pretty much every nerd hobby within the past 20 years has very suddenly been catapulted into mainstream yeah yeah yeah. um it it really started with um i want to say it it it's it's hard to pick out which one came first because they kind of started at the same time with this but like superheroes and video games kind of rose up around the same time towards becoming mainstream yeah um because uh, video games as it is like you didn't have to be a nerd to be playing video games um those are but a lot of times video games did have like a a little bit of a oh, video games are mostly for boys sort of thing attached to them. So that by itself was um, sort of a weird thing about it. Obviously, that's you know never actually been true. Anyone who wants to play a video game can play a video game. Yeah. Um, but like, 
but like if you got into video games then that made you a nerd yeah um if you played video games as as like a hobby or a passion and didn't just do it um casually then that's what made you a nerd but uh and also the types of games you played which i played pokemon so that made me a a nerd well no Um. i'd say i'd say the stuff that made like because i remember going through public school and like the games that were like quote-unquote mainstream in terms of most everyone was playing them um and like that's not to say that these other games weren't being played it's just in terms of a middle school or high school environment you didn't really have people playing it so like the games that people were playing were like your call of duties your uh yeah your rock star type games whereas if you were someone that played like one of the final fantasy games or something like that you're kind of like on the outskirts of this little circle right here like uh that's like a little bit too nerdy too weird for us yeah rpgs and jrpgs were definitely the nerdy video game genres Um, which you know rpgs have always been what i've been drawn to um so that kind of made me a nerd um (laughs) and then like you know obviously superheroes and stuff like that but yeah i feel like those kind of started becoming mainstream at around the same time um so video games and comic books alike started getting more attention in general from uh you know the general public and now anime is slowly making its way into the american mainstream obviously that stuff is mainstream internationally because um you know that anime is just cartoons in japan yeah so but um yeah so it's it's one of those things where and um Stranger Things made Dungeons and Dragons mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Like very abruptly. Um so I'm pretty sure there are people who thought that Dungeons and Dragons died out in the eighties. Uh so it's yeah, it's one of those things where like very suddenly all of nerd culture is being dragged kicking and screaming into the spotlight. And um the people who were there, the people who started it. You know, um, the the people who have been doing this their whole lives um, very suddenly developed this protective instinct over it of like, no, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm I'm going to be honest. Every once in a while, I do kind of have pangs of that feeling within me. Like, no, this is mine. What are you doing with it? Well, I think it's. But at the, at the same time, it's like that's that's an instinct I have to fight too because like no like, a, this is what this is what I wanted when I was young, the things that I liked to be appreciated by other people because um, that was supposed to like validate it. Um, And now it has been validated. And I realized like, Oh, I didn't, I guess I never really did care about the validation in the first place. But um, you know, now that I'm older, I realized that. But um, when I was younger, you know, that's all I wanted was for other people to understand why the things I liked were actually cool. And now they do. And I have to fight the instinct to be like, well, no, you can't have it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you want it. <laughs> Cause it's, it's a good thing that, you know, people like the things I like and realize that there's nothing wrong with these hobbies or these passions. Yeah. Like I can actually like carry on conversations about this stuff that like 15 years ago, like no one would have cared to, to talk about or whatever. 
Yeah, anytime, and this is looping back around on the MCU, um, but it's relevant to this topic. Anytime I see people complain about how far the MCU deviates from the source material, um, and, and then, you know, about how that just makes the MCU bad by default, all I can think is, like, I, I don't get that thought process because this this franchise the the marvel cinematic universe has given me a version of these characters any version of these characters that i can just talk casually about and reference in normal conversation with my family uh like like for so long this is like even within my own household these things have been just for me like like they just i there was no one else who understood. There was no one else I could talk to about these things. But now, like, not only can I say my dad has a favorite superhero, but of all superheroes, I'm pretty sure it's Ant-Man. Like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> who's Firstly, whose favorite superhero is Ant-Man? And secondly, whose dad has a favorite superhero? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, that's that's my thought process going into this. But of course, I grew up at a time where it's like, you know i was you know no no one else knew these characters or or cared about them like for the longest time i was convinced i was the only person on the planet who even cared about iron man and then he gets a movie yeah that's the thing like uh with us it, it is it's it was like a little rough in the beginning in terms of like not everyone being on board until like the past 15 years but like it makes me think of like people like kevin smith like growing up during that time yeah like it was way more niche than it is now or or yeah like the the veteran veterans like how hello can you hear me there you are but but basically how it was like no you basically had like no one to talk to and and the people you had to talk to it was about like it was it was basically like let's say me and you but it was like surface level comic book conversation essentially like it'd be hard to find someone that was like on the same page kind of in terms of uh uh, characters or whatever it may be yeah yeah it's 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 one of those things where I obviously in terms of like my passions and the things I care about, I feel like I was definitely born in the right time because um, like everything that I love is universally loved now. Yeah. Um, However, I was also born right before that started happening. So I have that appreciation and you as well we both have that appreciation for like these things in their pure form before, before they were universally recognized and loved. It's, it's an interesting position to be in where like, you know, we, we were there not at the beginning, but we were there when things were still kind of tough. Um, and nobody liked us because we were weird and smelly. Uh, and, but now that, you know, now that we've um, showered and groomed and come out into the light and presented everything we love as, you know, in the proper way and have been validated for it. Like, you know, it's, 
it's an interesting like sort of cultural position to be in. oh yeah yeah where all of a sudden and and i feel like a lot of people are realizing now in retrospect like nerd culture is pop culture yeah oh yeah yeah it's always it's always been it's always been nerdy people like guiding the way pop culture has moved for for decades i think we've we've talked about this before in past discussions but like how we've talked about how like star wars was never really a nerd thing it was just the it was the thing everyone was into star wars to say that that was a nerd thing is stupid it was it was the blockbuster hit at the time everyone liked it um yeah and like going to today like it's still like with marvel stuff today it's still like that big pop culture thing it's what everyone watches and knows and stuff um and with something like that it's it's weird to see how people put a nerd stigma on it when it was more like no like pretty much everyone liked this yeah well dang i think that was actually the bonus episode right there (laughs) Alrighty, that's store brand comics for the week um if you want to check out more stuff from brandon um you can find him at dismay comics on facebook and instagram that is d-i-s-m-a-y comics Um, he writes and self-publishes independent comic books including his horror anthology dismay avenue and the superhero satire the gallows man speaking of which the gallows man kickstarter uh, is going live on may 4th so um if you are interested in uh supporting that or checking it out in any capacity that's when the uh kickstarter starts kicking um (laughs) may 4th for the gallows man number one kickstarter um and then uh as for me um this is really the only thing i have to plug anyway so congratulations you found us um store brand comics we try to do this every week on friday um we don't make it every friday um thankfully i had some extra stuff uh ready for this week um otherwise nothing would have gone up today uh but uh thank you very much for listening um for you know no matter how long any given episode is um thank you for listening to the end if you make it that far it means a lot that anyone would uh want to listen to me and brandon talk for this long um (laughs) Or, you know, usually even longer than this, a lot longer than this, actually, for most episodes. But, um, uh, yeah, this is just a little hobby podcast that we do, and um, we do it because it's a, um, I guess you could say at this point, it's a passion project for us to just kind of keep going and see how far we can go, I guess. Um, And it also gives us just an outlet to do this stuff and, and talk about these things. So, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Um, other than that, uh, I believe that should be it for the week. So, um, I have been Tio, and he has been Brandon, and now we're not, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>